This is a Think Live Be production. Coincidentally, because it's just on my mind because we're starting a new year and it's like, okay, where did we like, I don't want to use the word fail, but like, where did, where did we not succeed? I'll put a positive spin on it. Where is there? (laughs) Where's the room for improvement? Room for improvement. What's an area of opportunity? How can we, how can, what's another way to positive spin it? I just did it three times. That's, that's, that's good. (laughs) That's good enough. Yeah. You got it. Um, but, but seriously, like where, where did we fail last year and in my entire career? And a lot of times it is on executing things. And so I think it's totally coincidental that I've just, it's on my mind. I've been thinking about it and um, that we just talked about vision because what is executing? It's like every day doing the things that complete the big picture. Yeah. Like that's what execution is. So it just kind of works out that it's like right in line with what we were talking about most recently. And so you're welcome. <laughs> and I think it's an area that like we have a lot of we don't have a lot of things like completely figured out. There's still a lot to figure out here. But I feel like this is like one ingredient to the entire recipe that <laughs> prevents us from going through the stage that we're in consistently for the last two years or so. Wait, what is the execution oh, like having oh, I see. Okay. having strong execution because consistently in a lot of areas mm-hmm. a lot of different areas as well it's not just one area there's a lot of ways that you can execute in a business well i think like what stops people from doing the things they need to do and executing as we're saying is just the day-to-day stuff gets in the way and not that it should or that it really is that urgent or time consuming or anything but we allow it to be you know and then let's you get instant gratification right then you can check a bunch of stuff off your list but the the bigger picture things the things that you know you don't get instant gratification from that take a lot longer it's like well you don't get that that instant you You don't feel that 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 feeling of achievement for sure of accomplishment and stuff so i think well, go on. Well, I was just going to say, well, now that you bring that up, I'm going to go off on a tangent. Okay. Well, go, girl. Well, then before you do that. <laughs> we what, should tell people what they're listening yeah. to before I go down a rabbit hole yeah. of other things. Listen, it's all tied into one another. Um, but you're listening to Seeking the Best. This is our podcast. This is our second year. Third. Third. What? Yeah, man. I'm still, I don't believe you. Yeah, we've had over 100 epi- episodes, it's, it's 52 weeks a year. I don't think that's right. It is. We're going to have to fact check that. Um. Anyways, this year. is our third year recording this thing and it's called Seeking the Best. We like to talk about ways to do better and seek the best in ourselves, overcome the personal and professional hurdles being in the real estate industry. I'm Catherine Stelgis and across from me is my director of operations, Kayla Boundy. Hi. And our sound producer, nope, darn it, <laughs> sound engineer. Three years. Producer People. extraordinaire. Three, three you years. know what? It's not on the paper. It's like a cute little thing that I decided to do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's not written down. And so I mess it up Just every time. Just say thank you. Hello. This is you. Patrick. Hello. He keeps everything running. Mm-hmm. We don't know how to use this equipment. No so. at all. <laughs> but anyways, I'm going to go down a rabbit hole. And... <laughs> Mr. Rabbit! 
in the rabbit hole are little nuggets of goodness. Yum. <laughs> um, gross. I know that is gross. <laughs> so anyways, uh, we are reading as a team, Eat, the, Eat That Frog. And I picked this book because out. Because we need it. Well, I put I actually put it in their stockings. I bought everybody it was a her book. way. Honestly, we didn't think it was going to be a book club book. We just thought it was your way of telling us you guys need to stop procrastinating and just do your work first. So let me just first. This is why this is a rabbit hole. I just want you all to know if you, if any of my team members are listening that I um I chose the book because I hope they're listening. <laughs> they are. I chose this book because I'd heard good things about it and wanted us all to read it and then when I got it I did realize like is this a good Christmas gift like, to here's give some, somebody from Catherine it's, here's some it's homework expected here's some homework at, business. at like I don't want you to procrastinate anymore here's a book to read about it you wrapped it all with You're a welcome. bunch of other good stuff so there was other things in the, great in the very appreciated besides the book but then and then I started off the year and I said guess what we're gonna do we're gonna read this thing <laughs> together as a group and we're gonna talk about it weekly um, but anyway, so we started reading the book and, you know, it's like, it's kind of like, like every book, I learned something from every book, even if it's just a reminder of something I already knew, you know, mm-hmm. and I think that's why books are great to read. But one of the things I'm going to say, I don't agree with in this book already <gasps> yes. is that it's, it talks about like writing down everything you need to do. And then um, what happens is, and and what it talks about is that you do what you were just describing. You get an endorphin rush when you check off something off of a to-do list. Mm -hmm. And so that's- Or you get into high stress because you see this entire list of things. Well, that's that's a whole other other thing. But because of that endorphin rush, your natural inclination, if you're not thinking about it, is to do the easy stuff first. Mm -hmm. Get them out of the way. And get it out of the way. Right? Doesn't that make sense? Yes. So but let me just. Then you're tired after doing like 15 it, things. It, it, it said, you say do the easy stuff first. Um, that's not. But I don't. I, well, was, I was kidding. I know. <laughs> well, I, so. OK. But what I was getting at was that um, I'm sure that it's going to continue in the book to talk about not doing that and that the eat that frog is the frog is is the hard thing you're supposed to do the hard thing first mm-hmm. but that they encourage you to write everything down so that you know what well, so, is the priority right what i really like though is i don't know if you read this part yet um i read the required reading for the week okay <laughs> so if it's in chapters well, one through four when it goes through um ordering them in importance by consequence mm. i really like that strategy so if you can write everything down but then determine what the consequences are of not getting them done mm. that yeah. can if you have prevent a, you from you just mean, doing the easy if things. you're having an issue of being able to prioritize yeah is that what you mean yeah yeah but also prioritizing what the important things that's are versus mean. all those little things that's what i mean if, if, if i think that what that forces you to do if you having a difficult time well what, they're all important everything's important Right. So if that's what you're saying to yourself, then doing what you just said will force you to kind of uh, by looking at whatever the consequence is. Yeah. Uh, help you figure out the prioritization. I really like that tactic because that's what I did this Sunday was write out everything I need to get done this week and then determine what what is on here that if I didn't get done, something's blown up mm-hmm. or something's putting me on a backlog. I was thinking, so I I think that's a that's an interesting. I don't think that I've gotten there yet. Is that in chapter five or something? I think in the four. I only read the first page of five this morning. 
I don't remember that. <laughs> I already didn't get anything out of this book. Okay. Yes, you did. No, I'm just kidding. But I mean, obviously people get different things out of out of books. But the the thing with that, which you just described though, I think the problem with that is that if you if you make it so that it's like, um, what's the consequence? Is this gonna blow up? Then you might choose something that seems like urgent and important. That's not you're right. That's not, you know, I have the other book that's sitting next to me that is The Seven yes. Habits. I got the workbook for that, by the way. <laughs> Nerd. <I'm excited. laughs> um, the other book that's sitting next to me is The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it talks, we and we've talked about on our podcast before, the um, urgent and important versus not urgent and important. And then oftentimes we tend to move towards those things that feel urgent. But what really falls into that box? So I wonder sometimes when we're thinking about our plans for the week, if we're thinking, or, or the day, right? The day comes and starts to mess with stuff, that if we're thinking this is urgent and important, is it really? Right. And if we took a step back for a moment and said, um, for example, um, uh, I can give you an example that bu- happened today. A buyer, a buyer's mm. agent wants to uh, has to has to go open a door for some for some reason because their closing is at the end of the week. That's important, right? Is it important to do it at nine a.m.? Is yeah. it important to do it when because that's supposed to be your lead gen time? Because really, when we talk about a buyer's agent and what their five things are, opening a door for uh, an electrician isn't one of those five things. Right. You have to make sure you get those five things done. And if it's lead gen time, then it's so it that that is an example of where something is important to do. You have to open that door, but you don't schedule it during lead gen. Well, right. You because that is more important than opening a door for a buyer who's going to close at the end of the week. They're going to close. It's going to be fine. Well, so one of the things um, that I won't go into like a bunch of detail, but uh, one of the things today, somebody called me. So I'm I'm in lead gen time. And it was probably like 10, 1030. And somebody called. Well, I've left a couple of messages at this point, right? So I just assume that it's somebody calling me back. And I answer the phone. And it's an agent calling me about a deal and an, and, and some situation that has, that has arisen. Right. <laughs> Is that a word? Yes. Where was I? How did I not get that call? Exactly. No, I'm just I know. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> no, you said you were on the phone with somebody. That's right. The, the seller. <laughs> uh but the point is like, so so that person caught me and I didn't mean to talk to that person at that time. And there was sort of what, what most people would describe as an urgent situation. And even in my mind, I thought for a moment, oh, crap, I got to deal with this now. And then I just stopped myself for a second and said, I'm going to keep what I was doing because that's what I'm supposed to be doing right now. And then I just kept doing that. And then I dealt with it at a later time when I had blocked for following up on those things. Right. And everything is fine. Yeah. And everything will be fine. Yeah. And on with my day. And and so, but it takes discipline to stop and think for a second and not be like, oh my God, the house is on fire. Yeah. Because it's never on fire. No. I've never, I've sold a whole lot of houses. They've never caught on fire. So when we talk about putting out fires all day, and stuff it doesn't have to happen like as if you're really the fire department <laughs> yeah. and just jump on it and get in the car and drive to the house and like Everything, do it right that second and, and like we say all the time this is 80% rule right 
that every once in a while there's going to be an issue every once in a while but don't just you can't just uh obliterate all of that because of the, once or twice a year or a few times something different happens and well what about this time then what what, what about if this happens? we're looking for like 80 90 percent of the time and if you're a single agent and you've devoted 2022 I am going to do lead generation in the morning every single day until 11 a.m. before I do anything else. And somebody calls or something happens and you immediately drop that. Well, then you're you're doing exactly what we were just talking about, which is you're not prioritizing what's important. So I went to a, a class one time and I, I won't say the name of the person, but is it's somebody who has a very successful real estate business um, with, you know, seventh level expansion business in multiple cities. And he was telling the class that like, he was really like, he was focused on lead generation and that he would not leave his office and stop calling until he set an appointment every single day. And even if that meant, and then he gave an example of where he had, um, an offer that had been sitting on his table or desk or in his email, whatever, um, for like three or four days that he hadn't done anything about mm-hmm. because he was focused on lead generation. And everybody cringed in the audience. And I do too, because mm-hmm. I'm like, sure. well, but you have a responsibility yeah, to. You, yeah, you, <laughs> these people hired you to do Excuse a job. Excuse me. <laughs> yeah, you, you want you to put yourself on top and I'm the first person to say focus on your business, but that's a little much for me. Yeah. Yes. So there is a fine line and that's that dude's pretty... doing a lot more business than me. So <laughs> yeah. like, yeah. but the point of the the story was that like he has a high level of focus that other people just don't have because no, most people that I know would not be able to let that sit. Yeah. And did he let it sit too long? Yes. We can all agree on that. Mm. Um, but to let it sit, to say that, you know what, my time block for presenting offers and negotiating offers is 2 p.m. Right. every day. And what, so from the hours of nine to noon, I'm going to lead generate. Then I'm going to eat lunch. Then I'm going to check on things. And then I'm going to call this seller. Right. It's like it's that's like, still a timely manner, by the way. Yeah, that's and that, that was going to be my point is like three or four days. Of course, that sounds ridiculous. And we're not, and for whatever reason, it works for this guy and good for him, whatever. Um, he's got that. He can he can do that. Well, generally speaking, we're not talking about three or four days. We're not talking about one day. We're talking about a couple ma- hours, a few hours. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like if you can't do that, if you can't do the few hours, what are you doing? Clipping your nails over there? It does. It sounds like she's <laughs> clipping her nails. What are you doing? I found a toy. It's a magnet. It, it literally has the sound of yeah. like. She's, oh, you can hear like, it? That's yeah. just Kayla in the background clipping Sorry. her toenails. No, it's, it's sticking through my hands because it's so strong. I love it. Um, anyway. I'm paying attention. I promise. Just fidgeting. Wake up. Um, anyways, yes. So point is that you that that takes discipline, though. It sounds like so easy. But if that was so easy, then we'd all just do what we say we were going to do exactly in the time blocks we said. Everything would get done. We would execute every plan we ever set out to do and we'd all be rich and successful. Mm. And yet that doesn't happen. And the things that we put down on our our plans get um, like. I don't know what I'm trying to say. Not ignored, but just backburnered. Back backburnered. That's a good word. Um, they get backburnered because you allow it to. Like we we say, well, this is this is going to take precedence today. 
um, or I'm going to do something that seems really easy so I can get it done and feel good about myself instead of doing the hard yeah, work. Uh, saying, I don't feel like it. Well, yeah. <laughs> right? That's You get past the I don't feel like it stuff and just get started on it. It's like there's lots of stuff, you know that's there's there's the blessing and it's a little bit different because uh between you two because uh, as an admin it's one thing and as as an agent it's something else especially as a single agent it's like there isn't anyone telling you um why aren't you making those calls you know you, uh, you were supposed to make this many calls if you don't make this many calls you're gonna get fired go make the calls right because you're just a single agent and you're your own boss and stuff so it's real easy to just be like I don't feel like doing that today. Yeah. And before you know it, you know, it's like that it's like that happened three days this week. So trying to do the hard stuff, it's like that the one thing that that guy did have right that we talked that you were talking about earlier is he was doing the hard stuff first thing in the morning, right off the bat. Like, I'm going to lock myself in this office. I'm not going to let anyone talk to me. I'm not going to read my emails. I'm not going to do any of that stuff. I'm just going to do the hard stuff. I'm going to make the calls and set an appointment. Can I say, um, so uh, Gary Keller has, like, whenever he's got to do his focused work, which would be, like, the hard stuff that requires your, like, attention and the thing that you should do first thing in the morning, um, he, you know, says to basically have provisions. So, like, take your water, take your snacks, create an environment. Yeah, you, do, you do that. I do. And, and I, I mean... That's just through like listening to other people and saying, hmm, that's every, probably smart because then every I don't morning need to. When Catherine goes to work, she has her office that's in, uh, upstairs and and she brings her glasses of water and her RX bar or whatever it is after and, and goes up there. And then she's like, at 1030, I'm going to take a break. I'll take a five minute break. I'll come say hi to you <laughs> and stuff. And then she goes back to work and stuff and she locks herself in that room and closes the door. And I don't see her until she takes her break. And yeah. that's and I've noticed that's way more now that you've got like a regimented schedule of doing those things versus like where you what you would have done five, ten years ago. Well, remember where it was like whatever happened. It was like you, seriously, like a, like a like a ferret on a double espresso. Like, what was that? What was <laughs> Is that? that what you what just call me a ferret on a double like, espresso? Like anything, any any. <laughs> pin drops any anything and anything to, that would get your attention off of what you were doing and it was like i'm out the door i've got to, i'm gonna go do this or i'm gonna you know what i mean and it's like you don't let that happen anymore can, can i draw that <laughs> can you draw that and put it on a shirt so I'm let, crying. let's go back in time for a bit remember um when i first got my license um we lived in a 500 square feet yeah. Like a little Together? duplex. Yeah. yeah, it was like 550 square feet. It was like half a duplex, you no. know. Yeah. And it was me, Pat, and Al Capone. Yeah. yeah. And ZD. Oh, yeah. And ZD. Those are our, our dogs. Um, and I didn't have an office space. The office space was in the bedroom. Yeah. Because, like that's, because I was using the living room to paint. Yeah. He was painting oil paintings on our coffee table. Yeah. And um, gosh, this feels like yesterday. It was not <laughs> it was not um and and yeah so like when something happened like there was no environment for productivity yeah. in that space like it, it was impossible mm-hmm. so it was really easy to get distracted it was really easy to say like eh this is why I chose real estate is because I can do whatever I want um <laughs> and and then we did we made a move to another house um 
And we said, we're going to, at the time we were still working at a bar downtown and I was like, well, it was mutual, I think. Um, but we, we were basically said, we're going to go spend more money in rent to rent this place because there's actually a physical office that we can go to. Was, yeah, two bedroom house. It was a two bedroom house. Yeah. So it wasn't a one one. I would still paint in the living room, but then she would have. Like, I had my own office space. Office space. And I could create a work environment and then shut down for the day. And that helped me be more productive. That helped me grow. Mm-hmm. Um, still not to like a super great level because I was still. Mm-hmm. Like in a small house and it, you and know, it was wasn't hard, perfect. It was, and it was hard for me to be productive too because it was the middle of the living room and she'd come out. And so me painting and stuff, trying to stay focused. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, her little paw is caught though. So if you can just uh, pause and, and help her. <laughs> um, am I still talking? Yeah. Yes. Um, We're still here. So then, then we decided to make another move. And we decided to buy our the, the our first home together. And we bought that house and we bought it specifically because it had a guest house. And we were like, awesome. Now we have legitimately a separate office. It's no longer even in inside the house. Right. So you had your office and then I had a studio. Yeah. So. And they were the, both in the guest house with a wall and door in between. But even we. more productive. Yes. And so. At each of those levels, the reason I bring that up is I think at each of those levels, we were able to grow a little bit and and do more because it was a more conducive environment. And then I got an office at the physical Keller Williams office. And I think I grew even more then because then it was like, I have to go to the office. I got to go to work. Got to put shoes on. Got to put on makeup. (laughs) And so anyways, and then of course, over time, things change. And like, I feel like I'm more productive now here. Through, and through COVID, you kind of had to figure out, Yeah. but I'm also older and have a different team and all of those things. But the reason I bring all that up is because the biggest part of executing a plan is being in an environment that allows you to do that and knowing what your, knowing what your priorities are, but also being in a place where you can get them done mm-hmm. and like sitting down and, and focused, like focused work. Yeah. Like Starbucks probably is a bad idea. Yeah. And so I know that's really hard for people if you don't have an office space to go to or you can't afford. You're just just starting out. You have a roommate or two roommates or something. It's like, what are you going to do? Set up in the living room or set up in your bedroom? So you just have to figure out what is the best. Bullpen, baby. But and that can work. It's just you've got to you've got to like set yourself up for success in in a bullpen um and just go find the the quiet one in the corner if if it's a noisy office space find the quiet one in the corner set yourself up with your um your headphones in noise canceling headphones and your waters and your snacks and like just make sure that you're in an environment that will allow you to to do the things you need to do i think that's first and foremost yeah. i guess is what i was going with all that history lesson <laughs> um but then i think there's also like just personality like you know, we take all these personality assessments. I've taken like every single one I possibly can. Weren't you taking one last night? <laughs> that was different. <laughs> no, it was a different thing. It was not personality. No. It was something else. I want to make Kayla take it too. Okay. Um, <laughs> what Parks and Rec character you are? No, no, no but it's not a you, quiz. No, it's not a quiz. <laughs> it's not it a Facebook a- quiz. But um, yes, Patrick, I was. Okay. <laughs> but anyways, I've taken all of them and all of them tell me exactly what I already know, which is that I like to plan. I like to think about things and I it's important to me to sit down and like think and like dream and plan it all out. Um, but then what happens is 
if that's your personality type too, then it's like, well, you're, you probably aren't the person who is like ready to go implement that tomorrow. You're like, cool, I created this plan. Now somebody else go do it. Right. <laughs> so I want to like give it to somebody and say, here, take yeah. and run with that. And then let me know how that goes. <laughs> yeah. And I'm, I'm more of an implementer. Yes. Where it's like, I want to take it. I, I'm not satisfied or I can't, I can't relax until it's done. This guy, by the way, yeah. If there's anything to be done, like like we had to take down the Christmas decorations this weekend and I was going to help and I did like one thing and then I was kind of tired. You, and- no, no, that's not what happened. We were going to we were going to take down the the decorations and you said uh, it was a beautiful morning and you said I'm going to sit on the front porch for an hour. Oh yeah, that is happened. what you said. To plan to plan and to do whatever she was doing. Yeah. So I think it was to plan like for, for an hour. And she's like, come get me in an hour. And an hour came and I went out there and you said, okay, okay. And I kept going and I lost you for two days on all day Saturday and all day Sunday hey, until six I- o'clock. I got, um, but I got everything put away. Can I, I tell you the, a secret though? Mm-hmm. On Sunday, because Saturday I did do a lot of planning. On Sunday, I did a lot of executing. Oh, yeah. I was like, I don't want to, um, I don't want to go another year and look back and say, we didn't do everything we said we were going to do. And so my commitment this year is like, we're going to finish these things yeah. no matter what. And that, because I think the only way you can know if something works or if, um, if it's the right thing to do is if you do it consistently over time, we talk about that all the time, but then, you know, life gets in the way, work gets in the way and, and things don't always happen the exact way you want them to. So, um, so I did like Sunday was executing day. I did everything I said I was going to do except one thing. And then I leveraged that off to Kayla this morning. (laughs) Well, it is important. What was I supposed to do? (laughs) (laughs) It is important to do that because you you have to, you're right. And that is something moving forward this year is really important is to is to have those have those things laid out and then to to fully execute them to your be- the best of your ability because it is the only way to judge whether or not those things are going are working or not right so for example um, if you're a door knocker and you're like I'm going to get X percent of my business from door knocking and you sort of door knock on Monday and you don't really do it on Tuesday. Wednesday, you have a really good day. And Thursday, you sort of do it, but then you get trapped on the phone. And then Thursday's a really good day. And you do that. And then next week is t- totally different from that. From week to week to week to week, how could you possibly have any idea how many leads you could really get from door knocking? You can't. Unless you do it with a regimented schedule. You, and if you, if it's super regimented, you could say, you know what? Uh, you can look back six months later and go, Thursdays suck. For some reason, Thursdays just don't work. And you can change things and manipulate things and figure it out. But you have to be focused on it um, and stay and stay uh, so that you're doing it consistently o- o- all the time. Well, so like I think um, back to Eat That Frog, you know, that says the 21 ways to stop procrastinating <laughs> and procrastination is a a thing i i don't think that's what plagues us though it is just like um it's just it's just doing other things and taking too much time on things and stuff like that it's not really like sitting down and saying i just i just don't want to do this it's it's letting other things take more time than they should and and get in the way right 
Would you agree? Yeah, I do agree. I mean that that is true. It is. I don't think anybody procrastinates at all about anything. Not really. It's like everybody's a hard worker. Kayla's a hard worker. You're a hard worker. I'm a hard worker. Everyone Prove else on, on the team is a hard worker. That's not it, right? But it's like, but it, there is, and I know because I know how I work too and stuff. It it is. I don't think it's procrastination. I think it's knowing what's important and then following through on Having those important focus. things. Well, yeah, the fo- I mean, focus, yeah, focus is, is, is that too. I mean, it, it, but I do think that there's something to doing the hard stuff first. Pat, did but, you take the strength finders test? You did. Oh yeah, I did. Yeah. yeah. Do you yeah. remember what came up on it? I don't, re- I, yeah, that I'd be a really good, uh, Executor. I'd be I really good. That I'd be a really good agent, but not a really good buyer's agent. I think mm-hmm. was on there. Catherine's strength finders. I was just looking at the strength finders. You're very, um, it's intellectual, futuristic, um, yeah. idealism, ideal, ideation, ideation. I like yes. ideas. Yes, I like that, ideas. That all makes sense. They're fun. And then I'm like, cool, let's do that. And then. And then I'm, we, I'm, I'm focused and discipline, apparently. <laughs> I know. Um, so we just have to figure. But seriously, like we have the strengths. It's just a matter of executing with our strengths. Harnessing those things. Right. If discipline shows up on yours, which I didn't remember, um, it's harnessing that and saying or, how or maybe saying that if you're if it's discipline that shows up in order for you to be successful at what you're doing, you need the dis you not that you have discipline, but you need discipline. Yeah. Not discipline no i see what you're saying like it could mean that that's part of what you need to be structured or right like do what you need yes in order we'd have to read the report yeah you'd have to read the report but it could be a mix of those things not that i'm a disciplined person and blah 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 it's that when the discipline is laid out for you for what you need to do you have a very easy time doing it whereas somebody else doesn't want to be told yeah. What to do? Like I don't know. I don't know you well enough to know like what what's what. But what do you think? Do you think that I like? The, do you do you like the idea of somebody saying? Let's say that you went and got um, a, a job in a law office somewhere, and they said, "I want you to do this, and then I want you to do this, and I want you to do this." Okay. Or would it be easier for you to say, here's a bunch of stuff. Go figure out what you want to do and do it. Well, I'd want to know what the goal would be in the results. So I think that comes with well, discipline. As- well, what if you knew you knew the results and you knew the goals of either, in either scenario? Are you somebody who wants to sit, who wants to be told, like, this is, this is what I want you to do and this is why I want you to do it. And I want you to do it in this order. And I want, or, or would you rather be somebody who says, this is our end goal. These are all the things that need to be done. Figure out the order and do it and, and, and go do it. Or would you rather just be told? I can see people wanting either I can one. see both in myself. Because mm-hmm. I mean, so maybe Ky- Catherine kind of allows for me to do do what I need to do. Mm-hmm. But then I still like in our weekly meetings, like there's still a structure to what the priorities are and making sure that I'm in alignment okay, with what needs ask, to be done. Let me ask you this. If you were to go into the office in the morning on a random Monday and you knew exactly what you needed to do because there was a book that was there that said, Kayla, this is what you do today, all day. And and it was there and somebody else wrote it for you and it was there and you followed it. Would you be excited to get started or would you be sad because you couldn't figure out or would you be more excited going in saying, oh, it's Monday. I get to create my whole thing of what I'm going to work on. No, I'd rather have like, let's just get to the stuff and get it done. 
then, kind of built out, which is why which I do my what, Sundays. Which is what I was saying, yeah. which is maybe the discipline. That's my weekly rhythm. So. I don't know. That was just, I, I almost died laughing. You were like, I don't know you. I don't, I don't <laughs> I was like, know you. You know me at this point. <laughs> I don't know you. I don't know you. We're just recording a podcast well, for the last I mean, three I, years, yeah, but apparently. I don't, I, but I don't know her at work, is what I, is what I, I know. I mean. I, it's just the way you said it was really funny. <laughs> I don't know you. Uh, <laughs> anyways, but, um, but so. I think what you were talking about, though, is like it comes back to knowing yourself and knowing where your strengths are so that you can determine what does a productive work environment look mm-hmm. like for you? Because I just described right. like, yeah, what, what, what like works, works for, for me. Yeah. But like some people need to be in a room with like 20 other people. Yeah. Well, yeah, we've seen I've seen when I, I, th- I forget what I was doing. I was designing something for the team or I was doing something and I was looking around and I saw this one real estate team somewhere. I don't know where they were. And, but they had a video like kind of of their team and stuff. And they had one of those big farm bells in the, mm-hmm. in the office. And every time somebody set an appointment, they would run over and they ring the bell and everybody in the whole office would go woo together and stuff. And it was like this thing and, and everything. And if I was in that office, I'd be cr- clawing at the walls to get out <laughs> because it that that makes me feel so uncomfortable some people love it yeah right? so, so it's like you have to figure out what makes you most productive what kind of environment yes i think that's important i like people around me but not people that are distracting me i want nobody i just don't want to be lonely i don't want anyone over my shoulder i don't want anybody i don't want anybody around when i'm working on stuff even when i'm doing something like a, a poster design or something i will call Catherine in and say hey come take a look at this but i don't want her standing over me while out. i'm doing it sometimes come look get out sometimes sometimes i come up behind him and i go what you doing yeah <laughs> do you and, I have, and it breaks all my concentration <laughs> kind of makes you mad <laughs> um anyway so no I mean, know yourself, and if you're not sure, go do some fun mm-hmm. tests. Trial, trial <laughs> and error. Yeah, I do think trial and error helps, though, um, and 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 you should be able to tell if you're able to execute the things that you want to do. How long by do you think results. somebody should kind of put themselves in environments, like a week, a month? I don't know because I feel like I could, I can really easily tell when it's not to, working for me. I think you have to specifically say, "I'm going to do this." And then say to yourself at the same time, at the end of the week, I'm going to look back on this week and I'm going to evaluate how things went. Yeah. Yeah. And then you make the decision next week if you want to do a small tweak. Don't change a million things. If you change a million things, there's no way. Yeah. That's what I was saying earlier about the door knocking. Change one little thing, see what happens. And then change another little thing and see what happens. And it slowly you will start to fully get an yeah you have to it's almost like like diagnosing something um like if you yeah. well recently i like hurt my back doing something it's undetermined what i was doing i think i was lifting christmas presents <laughs> and i hurt my back but i didn't know that that's what was hurt and i was trying to figure it out and yeah. so i was trying i was problem, like problem solving i'm gonna like i'm gonna take uh, i thought maybe it was heartburn <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so but I tried different things, but I would not do them all at the same time yeah. because you like, don't know if anything's like what's really working. Yeah, I always and think what's not back to when I was doing live sound. So I did I sat in uh, the sound booth and I did sound for bands and I hooked up all their cables and and all of that and plugged everything into the board and all their different uh, uh, 
microphones and their amps and all, all of that stuff and set everything up. And every once in a while you get feedback or you'd get like a buzz. Now, if I just started unplugging stuff and, and plug, uh, um, started unplugging a bunch of stuff, I would never know where that buzz was coming from. So you have to like work slowly and work backwards and just change one thing and be like, is that it? No. Okay. Plug that back in. Now let me unplug this one and see, and you slowly work, work all, all of that. So I always think about what the problem solving of finding a buzz in 10,000 wires is. <laughs> and that's kind of the, how I, how I would kind of approach this, this thing as well is wor- slowly working your way with small, little changes mm-hmm. you know and then see where you're at and then add another little change but if you change everything i'm gonna do it totally different now you'll never be able to and then you'll be you'll be three months later it'll everything will be a mess and you'll have to start over again yeah i, so, I agree you want to uh take a quick break yep okay let's take a break and we're back so we were talking about Kayla and her lack of discipline. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> what did you say Not that wrong. your strength finder said, though? Um, what what discipline means for me? Yeah, I just thought it was interesting. It says, um, well, where is it? My dislike of surprises, impatience with errors, your routines, and your detail orientation don't need to be misinterpreted as controlling behavior that box people in. Rather, these behaviors can be understood as your instinctive method for maintaining your progress and your productivity in the face of life's many distractions. That's not what I was asking about. The part before, uh, the part, the before. Oh, Why didn't you stop me earlier? <laughs> I'm winded now. No, uh, I was talking about, it said something about having deadlines and oh, that, that you yeah. have a need for oh. that. <laughs> and I think that, first of all, I think all of us do, even if it doesn't say it in your strength finders or some personality assessment, because if you don't, when you create a plan of action, like that's what I love about plans is like figuring all the things out that need to happen. But if you don't have a deadline on it, then it's like, it'll take you. Oh, I saw. But but real quick before you go off on that, that that's true. But some people work better under the pressure of a deadline and some people don't. No, like no, no. Some people, I know, but some you... people are like, oh, that deadline that's coming up, that's when I do, that's when, I, that's when I really cook. And other people are like, oh my God, that deadline is coming up. I'm going to lose my mind. Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. And stuff. And it's like, the, the, does the deadline need to be there? Yes. But what kind of person are you? And it sounds like to me is Kayla would thrive with the deadline as long as there's a deadline. Whereas other people would say, oh my God, I, I've got that deadline. I can't focus on anything because I have this deadline and it would drive them bonkers. bonkers. Does that mean that there shouldn't be a deadline? No, of course not. There there needs to be a deadline, but how do you work under that deadline? That actually sounds like to me that it makes Kayla work better under a deadline. Yes. You see what I'm saying? Where uh, other people 100%. would work, would freak out under the deadline. Yes. Which I, makes her good at her job because her job is filled with deadlines. Yes. Right? I understand what you're saying, but I do think that you have what to... What job doesn't have deadlines? There's always deadlines. Yeah, there How are, people, but, but... Do you have deadlines? Or do you work well under deadlines? Well, yeah, it you does, have... I, I, I never... The deadline never gets in... Never comes into play because I finish things way before, way before. that. Yeah. But that, but the, lucky you. The well, that's point, because that's how that's how I am. That's how you, yeah, you're an executor. You get it done. The point of what I was saying, though, sorry, was what you're you're right. But what I was saying was that you still have to have 
some date in which you want something done by. Sure. I'm not saying like like everybody has to have some strict deadline for every single thing, but you have to have some end time frame in which this is like, what's the point of the goal? Mm-hmm. Um, if you write something down and say, we're going to execute this plan, period. Right. <laughs> then when? Right. When is it going to happen? Well, yes. I'm, I'm, I guess I'm the kind of person I do. I am very much like I set my own deadlines all the time for things. Well, I you, want this. You are time. your own boss. I, yeah. <laughs> but I, I mean, even when it comes down to not just, not just what I'm doing work wise, but even like those Christmas decorations, mm-hmm. like there was no way I was going to allow those Christmas decorations to still be in this house on Monday. I said a week ago, those are going to be done by su- by Sunday. And I work. 12 hours until they were done. I could have easily said, eh, but I said, if I set a deadline for myself, I'm going to do it before when that deadline So for people who aren't good under pressure of deadlines, how do they kind of cope with that? Well, I think, so what I'm saying is, um, for Pat's a good example of just do the thing that you need to do in like way before the actual deadline. And then you won't feel stressed at the end. So right. don't procrastinate. Don't procrastinate. And then it won't matter that there's a deadline because you won't be creeping up on it and freaking out that you're not finishing it on exactly. time. So if you struggle with deadlines, then give yourself plenty of time. And actually, I think this was in the the frog book because um, that's just what I'm going to call it. The frog book. <laughs> because I feel like I just internalized this this weekend. But um, like if you put something that you need to do, give yourself, if you're going to give a deadline to give yourself 20% more time to get it done. And so that means like if, if we're going to execute some new thing and we want it done by the end of the first quarter, Mm -hmm. then the deadline, if we really want it done by the end of the first quarter, the deadline is 20% sooner than that. You know what that's forcing you to do. I mean, it's what it's, you know what I mean? Right. But what it, what it's forcing you to do is it's forcing you to actually figure out how long is this thing going to take? Yeah. Right. And then you can say, oh, it's going to take this long. Now I'll give myself 20% more time to do it. Yeah. But it's forcing you to do the first part, which I think a lot of times people don't do. Right. How long is this going to take to do this thing that we want to do? Can it be done by the end of the week? What does that mean? How long, how many, realistically, if you sit there and you work on it, how long, how many hours is it going to take to do it? Yeah. Right. Except I will. So I've got a good quote that I saw recently get shared and it's um, Elon Musk. And and I've heard this in various iterations, but this one just struck me. If you give yourself 30 days to clean your home, it will take 30 days. But if you give yourself three hours, it will take three hours. The same applies to your goals, your ambitions and your plans. And that's true. So if you give yourself a deadline of a quarter to do something like I'm going to get this done the first quarter, it will take the entire first quarter. Yes. Even if it doesn't actually need take to take that long. Quarter. Right. That's so true. you do have to, when you're creating a plan to execute, then you need to think about how much time does this really require? Right. Give it a little bit more extra because stuff does happen. We, you know, and, and the way that you do that is the way that I would approach a big project or a painting, which people have a difficult time doing. But if that thing is going to take you a quarter, a whole quarter to do, and you're realistically thinking it's going to take a quarter to do whatever that project is, there are lots of little projects within that project, and that's what you schedule 
weekly. Yes. That or daily or whatever. And you finish the little thing and then you move on to the next thing. And then you finish that little thing and then you move on to the next thing. And you schedule it that way. And then at the end of the month or the end of the quarter, the project is completed. But you can't just look at the whole thing and just throw it out there as if and 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 you really have to do break it down into small bite-sized pieces. That's the only way you can get a big project accomplished. You can't just sit down and just start working on it and say, well, I guess I'll have it done when it's done. Well, so I it think doesn't, you, you, you'll never be finished. In real estate, when when I think about planning, we, we have those all the tools that we talk about, like the, the 135. And it's a lot of, it is the, the what, like, okay, what's the big goal? I'm just making stuff. Oh, so I'm I'm describing what a one three five is. No, yeah. no, uh, no. Kind of no, quarter, no. and then breaking it down into four one one. That's what I mean. Like, so when you create a plan in real estate, we're taught to have these these business plans on this one page and and do this one three five. And what it says is is all the what and like, okay, I want to sell this many houses, and then how am I going to do that? I'm going to do this many open houses and oh, convert people. Right, working it backwards. And then I'm going to have these five strategies. But what I don't think it always illustrates is like the the bite-sized pieces, which you're talking about. Even the strategies are not really like the small enough day-to-day activities. Mm-hmm. So then you you wake up in the morning and you're like, okay, so I know what the plan is, but like, how do I do it? Mm-hmm. And who's going to do it? If you're, if you're on a team, then you have to figure out too, like if, if it's not just you, then who's responsible for what part? Right. How do you de- delegate? Uh huh. And then and then beyond that, what is the deadline for in which to get something done? Right. Because those, if you have multiple people working on the same project, whatever that happens to be, they might have different times in which they should be done, or one thing can't happen until the other thing does. Right. Like we're working yeah. on where we decided we were going to work on some sponsorship stuff mm-hmm. for this year, and mm-hmm. really kind of work on that. So it was. I had asked Kayla towards the end of the year, get me all of this information by January 6th. And she had it to me like the next week. So it was like way before January 6th. And then I sat down that day and what, how how long did it take me? Two days to put together the thing. Uh Right. And so now there's that fear in me that's like, okay, well, I dedicated, I asked Kayla to do something. I dedicated a bunch of my time to design and come up with the idea, lay it all out and do it. And now it's like kind of kicked back into you guys' court to like finish it all up and and put a bow on it, get get all the details exactly right. Because I don't know every detail to everything, but now it's just sitting there. And for, for me, that's like I'm starting to feel like, okay. Do hey, something with it, like, ladies. Let's, 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 hey, let's, man, you're hey, airing I, our dirty laundry I here. I put my notes down. I wrote them down. No, so you did. Can I tell you what? What's the failure to execute on that? So that's I guess this example. It hasn't hasn't. There's no failure yet to execute, but we are we're halfway through through January. So it's like that's I wanted her to finish on January sixth, so that I would have a week to do it planning on halfway through January it being done. Yeah. So that was I that 20% that you're talking about, I factored that in kind of, but now that 20% is like rolling, we're rolling up. It we're, up. We're we're eating up the 20%. <laughs> we're right on the right on that. So it's like, all right, ladies, let's finish it up. So you know what the the but serious in all seriousness, what's the failure in that plan? Okay. 
No, Commun- I don't know. Communication? Well, from me to you? Yeah, like somebody has to say, Catherine, your deadline in which to do this. Sounds like an executive assistant. <laughs> <laughs> right, that? that's not my job. I'm the designer. <laughs> right, right. But I'm, but I'm being, ser- I'm serious and joking. But like that's, that's the thing. That's what happens to all of us every right. day. Is like we say, like, oh, this sounds like a good idea. I love ideas. I was like, you guys take that and run with that. I love that idea. Right, and we did it. <laughs> and we did it. And then somebody's got to circle back and tie, tighten up the loop. Right, but if and- I, but if I say, Catherine, I need that. I need you to go over that. You go. I know it's on my list of things to do. Is what is is? Are you listening to this? That's guy? what happens. That's what happens. You say I, it's on my and I, I. It is on your list, and then we look at talk about what we talked about at the beginning of this. Prioritize what's important. What's blah blah blah. How important is this? Well, it's not on the top of the list of importance. It's not. It just mm-hmm. isn't. Right, but then it gets kicked down to tomorrow because it's not. Well, tomorrow there's a bunch of stuff to do that's important, and it's still not on the top of the list. Right. So and then it gets kicked again, and then all of a sudden. Three weeks have gone by. Yeah, but right? I'm I, I I know I and I hear you and and I know you're just kind of joking around. It's I am. not on my list. I know it's not on there. It should be on my list. <laughs> Somebody's got to bring it to me during probably during an I operations. Can't, I meeting. can't say hey hey guys, I want this thing done and I want it done by January twenty first. That is the drop dead date. That is it needs to be finished and ready to print and ready to go out. Right. I, I can't say that. That's not my job to say that. That My job is to do do it and execute it and get it as as well done. And well, you know what nice this sounds like. It's my job. Can I say it? Is it your job? It is my job. OK. So. <laughs> well, then it's your job. It's my job. Stop it. OK. Um. But but seriously, I mean, that's what we're talking about is like, where are the failures in execution? It's mm-hmm. not knowing whose job it is to do what. Yeah. And by when mm-hmm. and how in some situations, like how does this get done? Yeah. Just that starting point. And so I actually. Well, whose job is that? <laughs> mine. To tell to tell who's what. It depends. Yeah. Let me tell you a good resource, though, because obviously we don't have it figured out, you guys. <laughs> we got um, a lot figured out. Just not a lot, a lot. We're, we're, okay? li- we're limping through. <laughs> <laughs> we're making it happen. We're, we're, we will cross the finish line, but we're going to be beat to shit when we do. <laughs> so I I love, though, um, and, and sometimes I forget to, to look at this, and I think it's worth revisiting every year, and especially as you hire new people, is the MREA job duties outline. You know what I'm talking about, mm-hmm. Kayla, with all the little dots? Mm-hmm. So I think you can still get this maybe on Keller Inc. If not, I'll, we'll find it. Maybe maybe we'll drop that in the candy bag. We haven't done anything in the candy bag in yeah, a while. Yeah, I can log into that website. What? Okay. What? Um. So, anyways, the um the the MREA job duties outline is is basically like a an Excel spreadsheet with all the different levels of business. So single agent, whose job is it to do what? And guess what? Every single thing is like. On yours. On yours, right? And then um, and then your first administrative hire. And then how you delegate certain activities, what becomes their job and what becomes your job. And then it also even says priority. Um, it has like a P, right? An X or a P. Or did we add that? I think it, I think it has that. I think that. it already has yeah, that. Yeah, I think yeah. it has that. Um, we might have changed. Like you, that was going to be my next thing is you have to customize it because you might hire somebody and have like... You might customize somebody's job. It mm. might not be exactly what the MREA book had in mind. If you have an administrative person that um, is really good at 
marketing. Maybe they're doing more marketing than a normal administrative person. I don't know. I'm just making stuff up. But the point AKA is, AKA Kayla doesn't do a really good job at marketing. <laughs> but uh, the point, the point is that you have to customize it. But it's a good outline. And if you're ever in doubt of like, okay, we've got this new plan. We want to execute this new marketing plan for the new year. Whose job is what? Then you can look at that and really kind of see where things fall in terms of priority. Um, and and it goes all the way out to seventh, seventh yeah, that's level. A, that, so. that would be that would be good. That that is that is good because it would it, it as as the team grows and Kayla's job changes and then there's stuff that like marketing like whose job is it to make sure that everything is going out when it's supposed to be going out. Right. Well, right now, Kayla, the answer to all of this is you. Yeah. Right. But <laughs> yeah. But eventually, <laughs> and it has been for a right, while. Uh, but eventually, there'll be somebody else in there who, where you have some of those duties mm-hmm. I have some of those duties and somebody else is doing other parts of that and stuff and and but to be able to actually write that down and to, and to see what it is and maybe that helps with you what we were talking about earlier with like uh having deadlines and having like your day written out if mm-hmm. you had the actual list of all of the things that needed to happen and it's like okay well these things are mine Th- these are pats I got to make sure that Pat has all of this stuff done by X amount of time so that I can take the next step. And it's all written, written down. That might be easier to be able to execute. that. Yeah. Way. Without having to memory log everything. Yeah. And then forget. Yeah. Well, then I think the, the next piece is like you have the plan, you know, who's responsible when things you want to get done. And then there's got to be accountability, which is like scary. I haven't figured out accountability. Um, accountability uh, is commitment to self and the actions you've committed to. Yes. And it's really easy, though, to like miss, like, let's say you have a really crisp plan. You've, you're like, I'm going to execute this year and I've got this figured out. And then you everybody commits to things and then you come in and like somebody didn't do something. Well, what about like if you're a single agent? And this, and this, instead of it being a team situation, and you're a, a single agent, and you're trying to execute that plan, mm-hmm. and, and then how do you hold yourself accountable? Yeah, because that's a, that's different. Because like, let's say that we hire a marketing person, um, and Kayla says, "Go do this, 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 and this," and they don't do it. Well, it's accountability is super easy. You're fired, <laughs> right? It's like that's that you. I we paid you to do this job. You didn't do this job. You don't work here anymore. Right. But if if you're if, a, you. if you're a single agent, you can't fire yourself, right? Well, I or think can you? <laughs> this, she's, this is, she's thought about it. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is one of those jobs though where you, if you're, if you own your own business, it's not just real estate. If you own your own business and you don't do what you say you're going to do, you're your um your results are just different. Yeah. So holding yourself accountable is like a it's a disciplined personal action that that you're always working on. That you that you have to complete. Like no one can do it for you. And I but I think that's where the mistake is of like hiring and and thinking that you're going to hold other people accountable. Mm-hmm. It's like you're not a babysitter. They're either going to do it or they're not. And then you have to just decide, does does this person get to keep working here? You know, like yeah. what you just said is like you can't force somebody to do what they say they're going to do. Like it, it, you can. But I just mean, you know what, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. you can call them out on it and it's up to 
still them to decide if they change their ways of doing things to get things done or not. Yeah, and I think this is especially true. Like I always see this on um is it is a little bit different when you when you have an employee. Like there there is a employee employer relationship where you can say I expect these things and then they yeah. get, they, and get then done. they get done. Yeah. yeah. Um it is harder when you hire independent contractors, which is what growing a team starts starts to be where there are people who work for you who are, aren't really your employee and you can't treat them that way. Um, and so there gets to be this sort of thing where it's like, you're just trying to help them achieve their goals, but they're not living up to the standard that you set for like, why did I bring you on? Because you're not doing what I like want you to do. And so I see that all the time on Facebook forums, like specifically with buyers agents, and this isn't directed towards anybody, um, that I've ever worked with, (laughs) but, um, but I see it on Facebook forums all the time of like, my buyer's agent isn't doing what they're supposed to do. And what do I do? How do I hold them accountable? Right. And I just don't think that I you can. I almost commented on that post, but I didn't. <laughs> you saw, I've, I've seen many of them over the years. Um, and I just don't think that you can. You either have somebody that's like committed to the the, the actions that yeah. that are in the plan that require them and they see the big picture and what what's what's there for them or they don't. And you can make the same choice, though. Like, if they don't do what you expect yeah. them to, then, again, it doesn't have to, you don't have to keep having them be a part of the group, you know? So, I don't know. But I just, I think the biggest thing with accountability is making sure that if you're hiring people that they know what you're looking for and explaining that. We talked about with that a lot with the vision stuff. Like, you got to be vocal about it. It should be written down. And that's it's hard to remember to constantly be talking about it. Like here's what we're doing and here's where we're going and here's what needs to happen. It's hard to do that when you're dealing with, you know, appraisal issues and inspection issues and like the day-to-day stuff. But it is the most important stuff that you do every day is focusing on that, that plan and, and checking in on where, where we're at and being honest. What did I, I love that quote. Um, Oh, what was that quote that I sent you guys over the weekend? Oh, I just copied and pasted it. <laughs> it was just, um, oh man, it was a good one. Pat, thoughts on this? <laughs> oh, you want me to fill some time? <laughs> was that obvious? <laughs> no, it says our goals. Oh, uh, boom. <laughs> Kayla doesn't know. Sorry, I thought I had it. I don't. Was it the image quote that you had? No. Well, well the name of the book is Eat That Frog. The right. name of the book. So if you guys are interested, it's a short read. It is really it's, short. It's, it's a short read and it's a fun read. So you guys can go easily go get it. Um, I, I, when you're talking about, um, about being responsible and whose job is it for that particular activity, let's say that you're just a, you're a single agent and you've got, your assistant trying to draw those lines. I think it is a good idea to make sure that all of those things are written out before you hire that assistant of what every job duty is that you do. And specifically in hard line in stone, have those job duties separated and written out so that there isn't any, I thought that was, that was your job. Well, I'll do it this time. Um, yeah, I know that that I could see as an agent, you say, yeah, I know that that's my assistant's job, but I did it this time because it was a Saturday and I had nothing else to do. So I did it. It's setting a really bad precedent. And it makes your assistant mad. 
And it just, even if they don't even know what they're doing yet and they're new and stuff, it's like, well, I'll just do it and everything. You got to draw those lines in the sand and make them very specific of whose job is it to do what and stick to the plan. Well, and I would add on to that because this is, um, how many years of having people that work with me? It's like probably six, seven. I had like a few. 2015, 2014. Like I had a few like part time and and short term. <laughs> you learned how that went. Short term assistance. Um, but probably, yeah, probably 2015. So whatever that is, and so with dealing with all different people over time and and watching jobs change and you hire somebody new and it's like this isn't a the end of the road like print out that job description it has to be revisited sure and then make sure we're all in alignment with it and that's something again well, that's what i was saying is failed to execute on that before but as that's well. the same thing that's you draw that line in the sand these are your job duties this is what you do every week this is it i'm not doing that this is these are my job duties the only way to revisit it and to see if what's working is to stick with those things. It's just like what we were talking about before with the cables. The only way to do it is to, and to really see like where the problems are or where things are working is if everybody is doing the exact same thing every single day and you're not switching things up. Otherwise you won't be able to tell. Can I tell you what's funny? While we were talking, I found the quote Mm -hmm. and um, the quote is actually so I'm, it's in the book, Eat That Frog, but the quote is actually by Stephen Covey, which is the author of the other book that's oh, really? sitting on the, the, the sofa here next to me. But the quote says, if the ladder is not leaning against the right wall, every step we take just gets us to the wrong place faster. And so it's it's just how how, how do you make sure that everybody knows what is a priority and what direction you're going as the team owner? It's our job to not just cast the vision, but like explain what the plan is. And mm. then and then we delegate and leverage and all of those things. But then we got to check back in on it. And that's that's, that's failure to execute when when we don't do that yeah. either. And that's I think that uh, for 2022, that last part you said there is the part that you need to remember as a team leader and really focus on is going back and checking in back and making sure that those things I because I was so excited about the idea so excited (laughs) about the idea and and it happening and stuff and then not ever going back to make sure that everything happens the way it's supposed to do you want to take a quick break sure okay let's take a break the think look b team is an orlando-based real estate team with keller williams realty at the parks we operate as a boutique style company with the resources of the largest real estate company behind us ThinkLoop B is looking for talented people like you to join our team. If you happen to live in the Orlando area and you're a detail-oriented quick learner, then we might have a place for you. Whether you're a real estate agent or administrative professional, we are looking for individuals who are ready to work hard and ready for success. If you're ready to join the team, visit us at thinklivebee.com. And we're back. What's next? Well, I don't have a little jingle for that. Oh, well, I see you've got your cards out. We're going to read a, a card. Right. So you sh- Catherine's, <laughs> shuffling. Sh- Catherine's shuffling like it's a deck of playing cards, even though they're twice the size. These are the, so expl- the cards that we um, 
we did a couple episodes ago. It's called Affirmators at Work, and and they're it's a deck of cards. It is, and they're just little cards with affirmations on them. But it's written by a comedian, so they're meant to be kind of funny and <laughs> whatever. So I'm gonna choose one, and then Kayla's gonna choose one. So my affirmator says, advocacy. I am my own best advocate. When I have an idea, I share it. When I have a need, I speak up about it. When I tell a joke and none of my work- coworkers laugh, I make sure to repeat it <laughs> and then explain it. And if need be, draw a diagram so everyone gets it. <laughs> Kayla, do you want to see what your, your affirmator of the day is? Yes, ma'am. Okay. okay. Catherine's leaning across the room. Our little dog is trapped under, between them. Limits. What is that? This is a long one. Come on. Okay. It's fun to be a yes person, but not when the yeses are maybe responsible for you suddenly having no time, patience, will to live. It's time to exercise your right to set boundaries and declare limits on how much responsibility you can take on. Yes, you are sometimes allowed to say no, and no, that won't make anyone claw your eyes out. You know what you can handle and nothing is going to fall apart if you nobly admit you've noticed you're not able to add another unopened note to your novel of notifications now. That was like a tongue twister. (laughs) Why? But I think the funny in all of this is that they capitalized every word that had N-O in it next to each other and Y-E-S, which is why it was hard for me to read. Oh, yeah. I know how to read. (laughs) Uh, I think we have a, a podcast episode about uh, how to say no. <laughs> we do. We do. Time to it's turn a, some things off. Yeah, that is a... Overcommitment is, is know, like a major problem and we, in our industry. We should revisit that. I know that that's, that's a very popular episode that we've got is is saying... Catherine recently yes told me to that say, I don't know how to say no. Yes, saying yes to <laughs> saying no. Did I say that today? No, it was oh. I think last week or so. Oh, okay. Welcome. Thank you. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, the question you are about to hear is true. Only the names have been changed to protect the innocent. Questions from the web. I'm finishing my second year as a realtor. I had a couple call me and have... Uh, and have me come and look at their home. I've known them for years and they said they definitely want me to help them sell their home. I told them that the comp show $200,000 and everyone is happy. Then they say, so how do we handle a finder's fee or referral or whatever they're called? Our granddaughter is a realtor and we obviously want you to make your money, but family is family and we want her to make a little bit too. I was floored. Their granddaughter literally had nothing to do with any of this, so I had have no idea why, if they think she deserves some money, it should come out of my cha- paycheck. I told them to talk to her, and we could discuss it at a later time, because I'm hoping the granddaughter is decent enough to come to the same conclusion. What would you have done? I don't exactly have listings and clients lined up out the door, so I don't want to kill the listing, but that was the first for me. Suck it up, buttercup. <laughs> um, yeah, so been there, done that. Um, you're always going to run into people who you start working with or something happens and then all of a sudden they have a some rando person that wants to get paid. Um, my thoughts are, though, like for the most part, I just pay the referral fee. Um, 
this particular situation, it sounds like there was like not the right process and steps uh, leading up to the situation. Yeah, it does sounds like there wasn't the listing consultation that needed to happen happen. Right. And, and it's maybe because you knew them was being treated as a little more relaxed than yeah. it probably should have been. Right. Like even my best friend came into the office for a buyer consultation. I'm like, right. when is your husband available for you and... Yeah, and, and, and the paperwork and everything is handled. Well, we just uh, rented uh, one of our properties to, and it is to somebody that we ca- kind of casually know, not yeah. uh, not a good friend, but somebody that we casually know, and it is being handled exactly the I'm same like, way. Okay, go ahead and submit that application. Yep, submit the application exactly the same way. As you have me them. submit an application for what? If I were to be a renter for oh, you, oh, yes. you'd yes. still have me do it all. Yeah, of absolutely. It has there's to, a process. You <laughs> ha- yeah, there's a process and you have to follow the process. Otherwise, that something gets missed or mm-hmm. dropped or something isn't conveyed the way it's, it should have been and things are going to go wrong. And it, so if you'd had a listing consultation and, and gotten paperwork signed, this wouldn't be a conversation. You would right. just be able to say... You know, I understand your granddaughter is in real estate. We have a signed listing agreement. Um, In order for her to earn a referral, she would have needed to refer the business to me. That's how that works. And you just move on. But what happens is like people bring it up when you're not like really working with them yet. You know, like you're not you don't have a signed agreement yet. And so your choice at that point is to either pay the referral or they will go find someone else who will accept that because it's their granddaughter and they promised her they were going to get her some money for this. And also, I don't know if the granddaughter's local, but... She, I don't know. She's not. Okay. She's not. Totally different state. Oh, okay. Yeah. I was just going to say, then you run the risk of um, they could just go list with the granddaughter. Um, obviously not in this situation, but but like I ran into this um, a long time ago and I had actually shown this guy this this was a very long time ago mm-hmm. I'd shown this buyer a lot of houses this was when there were like 26,000 listings for sale so every weekend this person was in my car and I was driving them around looking at houses because every weekend there was like 10 more that matched his criteria that he wanted to see I showed him houses for probably a year I didn't know what I was doing clearly and um and it was a different time and we finally got to one that he was interested in and wanted to make an offer on. And he said, my sister is a realtor in New Jersey. And so I wanted you to pay her a referral fee. And I did try to push back a little bit, but I was met with like, yeah, but she wants the referral fee. So like, and at this I know point, you showed me houses for a year and, and I want to buy a $190,000 house. And at this point, he wants to make an offer on a house that I've shown him. And what do you say? Because if yeah. you say no, well, especially at that time, that house wasn't going to go pending anytime soon. Like, so he could have made the offer at any point in time with any other agent and had a chance at getting it. And so, so I paid the sister a referral fee. I was mad about it. <laughs> Still am. That person's not on my past client list. Right. <laughs> no, but uh, I'm just kidding. But there are some things in this industry that aren't fair and I don't know why they work the way that they do, but that's just the way that it is. And so you suck it up, buttercup, yeah, as Kayla said, said it. and and you deal with it. Unless you're able to really truly say, 
I'm not able to pay that because we already have a signed agreement and that person would have needed to refer you the business. Right, which is why you get the sign. refer me. Which is why you go through. That's how I know that this person, and I think they said in there that they sent comps, which says to, to figure out a price, which means you didn't have the sit down consultation where all of this would have been figured out. They would have signed the paperwork. And then at that point, it's like, well, I understand your granddaughter, but the, and then you explain, this is how uh, a referral works is that they would have come to find me. And then, and this would have all been all the paperwork signed. There is no referral. I do think there, there is like a slight chance depending on the situation where I might have said something. Um, well, like this person said, I don't have a lot of business coming in. But that's what I mean. I'm so, trying to put myself back in those shoes where I know I've done that before and just paid it because it was a situation where it was like, at this point, I want to get paid on this deal right. and therefore I'm just going to suck it up. You better get some, if you're listening to this, you better make sure you've got some open houses scheduled and get some buyers off of this to <sighs> try to compensate for the referral fee that you're giving out for for. Basically, you're just giving out free money. I do think like if in this situation in my older years, I might say something Yeah. if if I was sitting in their house and they were like, OK, so I'm ready to list and um, just need you to pay my granddaughter a referral fee. I might just say, um, I'm sorry, who's your granddaughter? <laughs> and then and then they would explain it and say, oh, well, she would have needed to refer you to me. We already knew each other and, and had a working relationship. What, so what, as you can understand, the name referral is in the description. <laughs> yeah. It's called a referral. Yeah. She didn't but, refer me. Right. But so. that's it just depends on the yeah. situation and how I would react yeah. in this <laughs> on the day. Like it, it just it does. It really does. Like if you don't have a signed agreement yet or you don't really have a working relationship yet, then I probably would just accept the referral as it is and just mm. deal with it. But if there is already a working established relationship and I'm your agent and you come at me now in, yeah. in, in my experience now, I would definitely push back. On yeah. That. And, and 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 you try to do a really good job of family and friends that live out of state we say to them all the time, well, if you're interested in buying a house, make sure you go to Catherine first before you go out and just find a realtor. She will do her due diligence and find a realtor that is very, very good that will work, uh, that, that will, that will get along well with you and will work hard for you. She will find them for you. That's what she does. Right. So that, that kind of stuff doesn't happen. And hopefully when your brother is ready to buy his house, he doesn't just walk into a place and say, oh, and by the way, my sister is a realtor. Right. So can she get a check? Because well, so <laughs> here's insane. follow up with your family because your cousin will go and find another realtor and go in, buy a house. Hey, this is insane. this is actually a good example of like do, if you're listening to this and you you want to do the right thing when this happens to you on the, in the other way. Yeah. So, for example, my brother and his fiance, like they're not like super actively searching for real estate, but they have looked in the past and his fiance started fiance um, started looking for houses like two years ago. And I mentioned to him like, what? (laughs) I'm going to help you find an agent. And he's like, well, she's kind of been working with someone for a while and I think we'd feel bad going with someone else now. I could have been the type of person that would say, oh, well, let me let me give her a call and get a referral fee out of that. Well, I would never do that because I didn't have anything to do with that. Right. 
interaction. That granddaughter is, I, 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 that stuff drives me insane. So just think about it. Like when you're on the other side and you have the opportunity, if you're not actually the one like talking to them first, having an interaction saying, oh, you're looking for an agent in California. Let me help you find somebody to do this. And then you find the agent and that agent wouldn't have had the piece of business without you. Yeah. Then that's a referral fee. Catherine's gotten lots of referral fees because she's, I've watched her say, oh, so-and-so who lives in North Carolina it wants to buy a house and I got on the phone and I went through the entire Keller Williams office and found somebody that works like I do. And I talked to them on the phone and I asked them a bunch of questions and blah, blah, blah. And I found them a realtor. Yeah. You so have I to, earned a, I earned it for referrals. You just have to always think in if, would I know this person or have this piece of business without the like would I would I have this piece of business without the referral partner and if that's true then maybe you should question it yeah um but in a lot of situations if you don't already have the business you have to just suck it up yeah suck it up or you won't it. get the business because they'll go somewhere they'll find else. someone else yeah they will that was a long way to say suck it up buttercup <laughs> started with it <laughs> small win Kayla, you got one? <laughs> no, you're not allowed to Come say. Come on. We won the AFC East Championship. We didn't do anything. We did Some it. team we of a bunch of dudes guys. in their 20s, uh, 15 states away, won a game. You did nothing. I that is supported not a small them. No, no. I Instagram messaged them and said, you got this, boys. That, that is not. No. <laughs> okay. Uh, my real small win then is um, more work related, I guess. Uh, week one was last week, and I have my fancy agenda that Catherine so graciously got for me by accident. <laughs> oh, the ca- the calendar, the bold? Yeah. Is it a bold? It's yeah. like a bold agenda, yeah. Oh, yeah. And it has the 411 in it, and it's so neat and pretty, and I executed everything from my 411 week one list. Good. Nice. Yes. All I had to do was buy a bold planner. It's beautiful. <laughs> so we're going to keep going. We'll see how this goes. Nice. Catherine? Uh, my small win is that you made me delicious breakfast. Yum. My small win Your is small that, win is that you I locked up. You didn't do anything. You didn't. You you did. didn't. My <laughs> small win is that I'm awesome and locked down a, a person who makes really good food. <laughs> All right. that's. I'll take that as a small win. I guess. And my small win is I did two open houses this week. <sighs> you did two open houses. Oh, you did. I know. When he told me, I was like, I what? Did, what? <laughs> I did two open houses this week for a rental property. Yeah. I had, uh, and I handled all of the. Uh, applications and all of the 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 uh what do they call that what is that the inquiry inquiries we had over 200 inquiries cheapers on this rental property and had over uh 30 applications and had about 40 people come through the open house on the first day not nearly as many on the second day but that's how it goes but yeah welcome to real estate yeah, kid. i did i did both and had and not one person came into that open house that didn't sign in so I got news for you. You got there. you got all their contact got, info too. And I got all he their He sent me he sent me a photo of it. I got everyone's name, everyone's email address and everyone's phone it's number. Cuz you probably so scared you, them into it. So you agents out there that say I can't do it. They don't they won't sign in. Bullshit. He said it. You, you looking for a job? 
<laughs> no. <laughs> he hated every second of I that. I hated every second of it, but I did it. Hey, guys, remember to rate and review us on iTunes. It really helps new listeners find us. You can also send questions, letters, and stories to us at our website, onseekingthebest.com. You can leave us a voicemail. Somebody leave us a voicemail for crying out loud, and we'll play it on the show. Send us a tweet at SeekTheBestPod. And for Kat, Kayla, and myself, thanks for listening, and we'll figure this all out next week. Adios. Bye. This has been a Think Live Be production.